Welcome to 2021 and a new episode of Pause, Reflect, and Learn with Katie. We are going to take a break from our normal dog training episode today to discuss something equally important, how to console a grieving pet parent without trivializing their loss. If you have ever had someone make you feel guilty for mourning the loss of your four-legged family member, then this episode is for you. The episode is also beneficial for anyone who struggled to find the right words to say to someone mourning. But before we get into this week's episode, let's do our trivia question of the week. And today's question is, can a dog's sense of smell be used as evidence in a court of law? We will provide the answer to this question and discuss today's topic right after this quick break. Want to learn dog training? Enroll with ISCDT. Our online course consists of 18 lessons that teach dog training and canine behavior. Students work hands-on with dogs and provide a video diary of their work. Visit us at iscdt.com to learn more and enroll. Okay, we're back. So what do you think? Can a dog's sense of smell be used as evidence in a court of law? Well, according to PBS, a bloodhound's sense of smell is so spot on that it can be admitted as evidence in a court of law. And here's another fun fact. Bloodhounds can follow tracks that are over 300 hours old and can stay on a trail for over 130 miles. We thank Purina for the answer to today's trivia question. So let's get into today's topic. Our pets are much more than animals. This is a fact that non-animal lovers struggle to understand. Many times our pain over the loss of an animal is trivialized by others. Some even make us feel guilty for feeling grief. The grief we feel is real. No one has the right to trivialize the pain. My dog Duke was one of the greatest dogs I'd ever met. We enjoyed three years together before he succumbed to lung cancer at the age of six. He has been gone now for three and a half years and I continue to miss him. And from time to time, I still feel anger over the fact that he was taken so young. If you've lost a fur baby, you understand my pain and I understand your pain. The emotional roller coaster we ride on after losing a pet careens us through grief, anger, guilt, and sadness. Then we encounter comments that are intended to console us but actually spiral us into further despair. So today we're going to discuss a few of the most popular condolence messages that grieving pet owners receive. I'd like to note something before we continue. The pain of loss is the same for pet parents of cats, dogs, turtles, fish, birds, lizards, snakes, hedgehogs, any animal that you have fallen in love with. Since our business at ISCDT revolves around dog training, some of the examples that we give do revolve around the canine. That does not mean that we do not respect other species of animals or the pain that you suffer following their loss. I also want to note that rather than adding our reflections at the end of the episode as we normally do, we're going to include reflections throughout this episode. Comment number one, be happy. It's just an animal you lost and your family is healthy. We have an emotional bond with our animals. They feel our emotions and often respond by cuddling up to us. 
in turn, we learn their language and can tell the difference between a bark that alerts us to a stranger and a bark signaling that they want to play. We know when they're hungry and when they're hurt. We know when they're frightened, happy, or put off. When we plan our daily routine and vacations, we factor in the needs of our animals. We are their nurturers, their caregivers, and in return, they are our best friends. Tell me how this relationship differs from relationships with human beings. Because you know what? It doesn't. We simply create a family consisting of members from a different species. Dogs enthusiastically greet us whenever we run outside to put the garbage out or when we return home after an eight-hour shift of work. It is a great feeling to be loved so much. When we are at the lowest point of our lives, we often receive messages from people that read, I wish I could be there with you, thinking of you during this time, hugs sent your way, or praying for you. But you know what? Animals don't send messages of comfort because they're always by our side providing that comfort. Animals are family. They are not simply a cat, a dog, a turtle, a snake, a hedgehog, a chicken, or fish. They are entwined in our daily life. They are members of our families, and it is not fair for another person to rank our loved ones in order of importance. Nor should they assume the pain that we feel over the passing of our pet is less painful than Uncle Frankie, who you only see once a year. So don't feel bad if you sobbed over your pet and then barely shed a tear for a distant family member. Because many times grief over the loss of a pet is more intense than grief over a distant family member or friend. A better response to someone's loss is, I'm so sorry for the loss of your furry family member. This quote is from E.B. at Moonlight Dog Cafe. Quality of love, despair, and sadness are the same regardless of the object our feelings are directed toward. The next comment is, you're lucky you have other animals. You'll be fine. It was worse for me because I only had one. Each person in your life brings something special to the relationship. If you formed a bond with this person, they are important to you. This also rings true with our animals. We form a bond with each animal in our home and we love each of them. They are not interchangeable or replaceable. Each loss hurts regardless of the number of furry friends in your circle. A better response is, I hope you and your other pets are able to provide a source of comfort to one another during this tough time. Our next reflection comes from Conrad Lorenz. The bond with a dog is as lasting as the ties of this earth can ever be. Okay, here's our next comment. There are tons of homeless dogs who need homes. Go get another one. Or, are you gonna get another dog? Imagine losing your partner. Almost immediately, somebody hands you pictures of the reported 7.7 billion people on Earth and suggests that you pick your next mate. I mean, that's insane. Yet people suggest that you replace your lost pet in an instant. Relationships take time to form. Just ask new puppy owners. Many find the transition from sharing your life with a loyal, well-behaved dog to a puppy to be very challenging. Not only do people handle the grieving process differently, every situation is different. I found Elsa two weeks after losing my boxer Madison. The moment I saw Elsa, I knew she belonged with me. Four months later, we adopted her. 
Yet, it's been over three years since Duke died, and we have yet to welcome another dog. And while I have thought about adopting a few times, it just never felt right. Not because Duke meant more to us than Madison did. It's just that our situation is different, and this time, we still aren't ready to welcome another dog. So what's a better response? You gave your furry dog a fabulous life. He was one lucky dog. And our next reflection comes from Anatole, France. Until one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. Our next comment. He was old and sick. He's better off. I'm actually afraid to celebrate birthdays or admit illnesses around these type of people for fear they will dig my grave without thinking twice. It doesn't matter if your pet dies unexpectedly or if you've had six months to prepare, nor does it matter if he's six months or 16 years. It hurts to lose a loved one. We understand animals feel pain and their bodies become too tired to continue. That is why we often face tough choices at the end. While our fur baby may finally be at peace, we are hurting. So what's a better response? I'm so sorry for your loss and I'm here if you need someone to speak to. This reflection came from an old Irish headstone. Death leaves a heartache no one can heal. Love leaves a memory no one can steal. All right, our next question. Are you still grieving over your pet? Grief may change and lessen as time goes on. However, there is no switch that shuts grief down after a predetermined amount of time. You may be fine for months and then something triggers sadness. When someone questions your grief, understand you are not wrong for feeling sad. Rather, they are likely struggling to handle sadness and don't know how to help you. And this is actually a quote from Tom Golden in Quora. There are support groups, grieving counselors, and therapists if you need to talk. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with seeking help from a professional following the death of a pet. People grieve differently. Some adopt a new pet quickly. Others take months or years to even look at another dog. Some are grateful for the time they spent with their dog, while others find it difficult to function without them. Grieving is a personal and private process, and no one has the right to set a time limit. A better response to give to somebody in this situation is nothing. They shouldn't speak. They should just listen. And our final reflection for this episode is from Vicki Harrison. It says, grief is like the ocean. It comes in waves, ebbing and flowing. Sometimes the water is calm and sometimes it is overwhelming. All we can do is learn to swim. A final note before we end. Animals do not fear death. Dogs will hold on to life if they fear you need them to remain by your side. And all this information here is from Dogs Naturally. No matter how hard it is allowing our beloved animals to leave their sick and broken bodies, it is the ultimate gift to love. Never regret your decision to let them go. Don't second guess yourself or replay the past wishing you'd made different choices concerning your pet. You loved your dog and he or she loved you more. Now they thank you for letting them go. Hold on to their memories and revel in the times you shared together. You are not alone in your grief. You are among other loving pet parents. You just need to seek us out. So again, thank you Dogs Naturally for this tip. Okay, one more thought before we leave. 
Here are tips to help you during a time of loss. Number one, allow you and your family time to grieve. There is no stop clock. Some members of the family may grieve longer than others. Be supportive. Number two, expressing your emotions. Don't dismiss your pain. The pain is real. Share your feelings with others and don't be afraid to sit and share memories with people too. That may help you. Number three, honor your pet with either a service or by creating a family memorial. There are numerous ways that you can memorialize your pet, include every willing family member in doing so, or if nobody else wants to, you can always contact a close friend and ask them to help you out. Don't do it alone. Number four, consider your other pets because they're grieving too. Watch out for decreased appetite or a lack of enjoyment in their normal activities. It is important to maintain their schedule and to shower them with attention. Going for a walk or playing in the yard can be a mood booster for both of you. And if the mood of your pets don't improve, contact your vet. Most important, seek help from a medical professional if you cannot overcome grief or if you have suicidal thoughts. We hope this podcast was a source of comfort for anyone who has recently lost a pet, for anyone who has felt that their grief is wrong or that they have felt belittled for feeling grief for a pet. You now know that you're right. If you have any other tips that you'd like to add to this list, we'd love to hear them. Contact us at info at iscdt.com. We will include your comments during a future episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We are honored to work with our students, to for all the people who are following us, for our friends and our clients. We wish you all a very happy and healthy new year. If you like this podcast, please subscribe like, comment, and rate this program. We work hard to get information out to dog lovers. You can help spread our message by sharing episodes or by leaving a review. And you can also find us on social media, ISCDT, also known as the International School for Certified Dog Trainers. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and probably other places that I can't even remember. And we also have a dog training group where we interact with our students, graduates, prospective students, new dog trainers, and dog training enthusiasts. You can find us on Facebook. The group is Dog Trainer Geeks. So that is all we have for today. As always, we enjoy teaching you to train them. Have a great week.